Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Okay, happy Monday. I cannot believe we've made it through a full series. Like it feels like we just started building political resilience and here we are talking about the final the final installment, part three. And you know, this series has posed some big questions for us. This series has asked us to really consider what it looks like to live fully in binary thinking. It has asked us to consider how we might let go of some of our rigidity around there is a right, there is a wrong, our rigidity around it can only be one, it cannot be more than one thing in one moment. This is like demanding of us. And I last week, even as I was doing the Dharma talk, which I wrote and like spoke the words, I knew what I was going to say. And even as I was saying it, I was like, oh, I feel so much internal things about the words that I'm saying. Like, how can I say that there's not a right? That's not right. I I had all of this angst happening even as I was giving the talk that I wrote and believe. And it brought me back to a moment earlier this year. I, I don't remember if I've talked about this or not on the podcast yet, but Um, At the start of the school year this year, right before school started, like literally two weeks before school started, my partner and I made the decision to pull our son from public school and put him in a homeschool co-op. We did it for a myriad of reasons. It was something that we had been sort of toying with for the last year and, and never really made the leap. Um, my partner and I both went to public school. We fully expected our kids to go to public school. Like we never really had considered anything else and circumstances changed. And we said, this is it. We're done. We're making a change. And we made the change. And there was a part of me that was elated. Like this is the type of education I dream for my children that I wish I had had for myself. It's, I, I was so sure that this was going to light my son up and support him. And even in all of that knowing and elation, I was overcome with grief for leaving the school that we started at and all of our little neighborhood buddies go to. I was worried for the friends my son might lose or not make. I was worried about how are we going to know Like, do we put him in middle school? Do we put him in high school? Is he going to be homeschooled forever? 
I was worried about like what my friends in the neighborhood would think about that decision, what they thought I thought about them for staying. Like there were so many layers of emotion going on, even though I knew it was the right decision for us. Even in knowing there was doubt, there was fear, there was grief. And, you know, I think the same thing on a very minor scale happens to us when we start meditating, right? Do you remember that moment when you, I don't know, let's say you heard an amazing podcast or one of your friends was talking to you about meditation or maybe you read a magazine article and you were like, this sounds like exactly what I need in my life. I'm going to meditate. Sounds pretty magical. All of my ailments are going to be cured. Great. And then we sit down and we do that first practice. And for most of us, it is not magical, right? For most of us, it is so many thoughts and so uncomfortable. And we're pretty sure we're doing it wrong. And yet there's some part of us that believes the article, the story, the teacher, the friend that said, this is a good thing to do. And there's like this little tumultuous dance that we're doing between, I, I feel like this is right. And it also, it's like, it's not the thing that I thought it was going to be. It doesn't feel good in the moment. Struggle, not binary, right? It is holding space for opposite things to be true at once. And it's true for changing schools. It's true for meditation practices. And it's true for building political resilience. Right? It's not going to feel good. It's not going to be clear, even if we know in our gut that we're doing the right thing. Right? You can be a hundred percent sure for every time you hear the word Laurel, somebody is hearing Yanny, right? If you listen to part two, if you remember from last week, we listened to a clip. It's an audio recording of one word repeated and 50% of the population hears the word Laurel and 50% of the population hears the word Yanny. And you could play that clip for me for hours on end. And I will never hear anything but Laurel. And my partner will never hear anything but Yanny. And we could fight till we're blue in the face. Because I know there's not a Y. I only hear an L. And without a shadow of a doubt, somebody is like, there's no L in that word. What is she talking about? There is no L. So I think that in this moment, when we are so embattled in polarity, there is no discussion about solutions that needs to happen right now. Because how can you tell somebody who's hearing Yanny, no, 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 believe me, it's Laurel? You can't. How many people are just going to accept on blind faith when you say, you're wrong, listen to the word I hear, believe me when I say it's Yanny or Laurel, even though you don't hear any L's in the word? They're not going to do it. 
So a, a series in this moment, a talk in this moment cannot be about political candidates or issues or solutions. I really believe that what this has to be about is getting ourselves resilient enough to be able to be in the same room, to be able to listen, to be willing to show up with like a heart-centered willingness to engage versus a, I'm right, you're wrong. I know you don't know. I will fix this. You won't fix this. It has to be about getting to the table. Y'all know Michael Pollan? He's an author. He wrote um, The Omnivore's Dilemma ages ago. He wrote my favorite diet advice of all time. Eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. It's like the best advice of all time, right? He also wrote this. He wrote, the family meal is really the nursery of democracy. It's where we learn to share. It's where we learn to argue without offending. I made lamb tonight for dinner. My kids were pissed. They thought it was just like, they walked in the house, they were like, it stinks in here, gross. What is for dinner? They were so upset. <laughs> and yet, we all sat around that table. And some of us ate dinner and some of us did not. But we had conversation and we laughed. And I heard about how gross lamb is and I should never cook it again. And what is wrong with me? You are the worst. <laughs> and it was dinner. It was family dinner, right? And there's something about that. Yeah, there's something about being willing to show up at the table, even when you're appalled by what's at the dinner table. You sit down, you say, how was your day? You might, my daughter, you know, my son is just like, this is vile, gross. He's very mean about it. My daughter is adorable because she'll go, mm, a little bit, this is not my favorite. That, those are her exact words. A little bit, this is not my favorite. It's so gentle, which is adorable to me. And so we all have our ways of communicating, gentle or abrupt. And we learn how to navigate that by being together. And so this political resilience it's the exact same thing that we ask of ourselves when we're trying to build a meditation habit. We show up committed to our vision. We build the rhythms and routines that support us. And we stay engaged. We stay curious. All of this starting a meditation practice, changing a school, political resilience, right? It all says the same thing. It's new futures are scary because we don't know what they look like. We don't have the answer. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of feelings involved. 
And our work, I believe, is just to be willing to show up to the table. I'll share one more quote and then we'll practice. This one comes from Brene Brown, my favorite. You know this probably. She writes, people are hard to hate close up. Move in. Speak truth to bullshit. Be civil. Hold hands with strangers. Strong back. Soft front. Wild heart. And maybe we'll use that as our guidepost through whatever lies ahead. This is being recorded before November 8th elections in this country. It will be released on the podcast after November 8th, or right across November 8th, I should say. And we don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like. But I am very, very confident that regardless of who wins what, it's not going to feel that much different immediately. Because the polarity is at our level. In our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. You know, I I feel it. I feel it driving down the road. Right now, there are signs up in my neighborhood. One of the candidates for Senate in our state is uh, Herschel Walker. He's a Republican. And there are these signs that went up over the weekend. They weren't there. And now all of a sudden, they're everywhere. These red signs that say, women for Herschel Walker. And they're all over the streets surrounding my neighborhood. And it's... I mean, immediately I have feelings about it. Immediately. Feelings, opinions, stories. And it's not going to do any good for me to shout them from the rooftops at this moment. Because I'm saying Laurel and somebody else is saying Annie. And it doesn't mean my opinion doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't. One of the lines of Brene's quote, right? Speak truth to bullshit. It doesn't mean your opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you don't stand up for the things that you believe in. It means holding the space for that and, and everything else that we have just talked about. Everything else. The gaslights are flickering. You're not crazy, but you're also not right. We have to hold space for all of this. And I think what that means is stay true to your vision. Build the rhythms and routines that support you. And stay engaged. So we're going to practice a meditation tonight. That is a meta based meditation. Metta is loving kindness. Metta for ourselves and for everyone else out there as a way of ringing the dinner bell. As a way of summoning everyone to the table. And if we can't show up to the table, if we can't sit down Even when dinner grosses us out, nobody else is going to sit with us, right? 
So this is my posit, my exploration, my offering for building political resilience. I hope, I hope it is useful, even if it's one sentence out of three long talks, that there is something useful for you to take away, to chew on, and to engage over. Because if each of us in this live class right now, and each of us, to those of you listening to the podcast, each take it upon ourselves to have a conversation, to listen, to do a heart-centered practice, y'all, that is some 50,000 people potentially doing this work from one, one conversation. And if each of us does that, imagine the ripples outward. That gives me great hope. Even in moments that don't feel that hopeful. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a practice together. Yes. So just like last time, take a moment to let yourself sort of settle in. You might need to shift or even kind of shake out a little bit. Just let go. It's a lot to talk about this stuff. And as you let yourself land, even if you're full of questions or doubts, or both and. <laughs> Let yourself land in a comfortable seat. Allowing your feet to rest down onto the ground and your hands to rest onto your lap. Let your eyes close if that feels okay for you. And together as a group here, let's take a nice deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. Inhaling in deeply. And exhaling out that sigh. Let it all go. And you allow your breath just to come back to its own natural pace. Taking a moment to feel yourself let go of the day that you've had today. To let go of everything we just discussed. And everything that you have yet to do. And we set it all aside so that we can sit here. Our practice begins as we say the words silently to ourselves. Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate.
And as you state that intention, perhaps you find that you can sit a little more fully. Dropping the full weight of your body into the cushion or chair beneath you. Maybe just imagining from the center of your body outward, a sense of letting go. Letting go across the shoulder blades. Feeling a bit of a lift through the top of the head so that you're nice and tall. Letting go across the forehead. between the eyebrows and all the way around the eye sockets. Softening along your jaw. The inside of the cheeks and the tongue. Really allowing your breath to move down through the center of your chest. Imagining all the muscles in the chest letting go. Breath moving down into the belly, and we let go of all the muscles in our belly. We're not pulling in. We're not protecting. We're allowing ourselves to simply be here in this moment. And breath flows in and out. Maybe you notice that as we took our seat for meditation, we took Brene Brown's advice. We sit with strong back. Soft friends. Then we invite every breath we take to move right down to the center of those wild hearts.
And we take a moment just to simply feel everything that's there inside your heart. The physical beating. The wants, the visions, the beliefs for the future. The doubts, the fear, the grief, the anger. And we just keep sending every breath right into the center of the heart. You don't have to rule anything out. You don't have to pick right or wrong. We take a moment to simply hold all of it as we breathe. As you feel your beating heart and your breath, you'll start to silently repeat a few phrases of loving kindness. They begin for us as individuals. And so you silently say to yourself, May I be filled with loving kindness. May I treat myself kindly in good times and difficult. And may I live and engage with ease. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I treat myself kindly in good times and difficult. May I live and engage with ease. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I treat myself kindly in good times and difficult. And may I be well, live and engage with ease. Let's repeat here for another minute for ourselves.
May I be filled with loving kindness. May I treat myself kindly in good times and difficult. May I live and engage with ease. These words that we invite in for ourselves. We also practice sharing these words. Next, I think we'll open up the table to all of those who feel a fiery passion when it comes to politics in this moment. All of us who have an opinion who want to stand up and shout, regardless of size, regardless of political parties. What if we all sat around the table together? We unclenched our jaws and softened our eyes. With strong backs and soft fronts, we breathe. And we offer to our neighbors at the dinner table, may you be filled with loving kindness. May you treat yourself kindly in good times and difficult. And may you live and engage with ease. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you treat yourself kindly in good times and difficult. May you live and engage with ease to all those that hold a political opinion. Another minute here.
And our breath continues to flow. Then we all scooch around the table a little bit to make a bit more room. And we invite in all of those who are apolitical, who feel frozen or numb or silent in the face of political discourse. And for these members at the dinner table, we also say, may you be filled with loving kindness. May you treat yourself kindly in good times and difficult. And may you live and engage with ease. Repeating those words here. We feel our breath flowing. We feel the strong back, the soft front, the wild heart. We acknowledge that there is room at the dinner table for all beings everywhere. We feel our breath moving out. And we say for each other, for all of us, may we be filled with loving kindness. May we treat ourselves kindly in good times and difficult. May we live and engage with ease. 
Feel your breath flowing in and out. Maybe start to wiggle into your fingers and your toes. And together we'll take one final deep breath in. Letting go of a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open once again. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for exploring political resilience. Thank you for exploring vision and the rhythms and routines that support us and the willingness to be engaged even when it's hard. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.